0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the PropSwap podcast. We are your hosts, Ian Epstein. And Luke Pergandy. And we are also the founders of PropSwap, the first marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Thank you so much for joining us this week. On this week's episode, we are going to break down a crazy week two. Uh, We will go through our stake or swap picks. But first, we are going to start talking about the MLB and the recent rule changes. Last week, it was voted unanimously to approve uh, rule changes effective next year. These rule changes uh, will hopefully bring more excitement and faster games. Uh, they approved a pitch clock of 15 seconds uh, with no runners on base, and then a 20 second pitch clock uh, when there are runners on base. Uh, they are banning defensive shifts. They are limiting the number of pickoff throws uh, with a maximum of two per plate plate appearance, and they are expanding the size of the bases. So, Luke, I ask you, what stands out to you about these rule changes, and do you think these are are needed?
1: definitely needed everyone's in in agreement that baseball is dying the average age of a baseball viewer is the oldest of all the four major sports you got a problem there um i agree with all of it kind of weird weird quirky ones at the end i guess the expanding size of the bases i had never heard of um that kind of came out of left field literally um it, it kind of analogous to the hockey um, goalie pads being uh, reduced, like the maximum width of the hockey's goalies' leg pads was reduced about about a decade ago. And uh, you know the obvious goal there is to increase the amount of goals. Um, nobody dislikes. I shouldn't say this. I, I love going to baseball games, but it is not because of the actual activity. It's because it's nice to sit outside and have a beer in your hand and sit inside a Fenway or Wrigley Field or the cell or whatever and just enjoy a sporting event but like for the three hours i'm sitting there i'm not enthralled with the activity that's going on on the field so a change was needed um totally agree with the pitch clock way overdue in my opinion makes all the sense in the world to do a pitch clock ban defensive shifts like (laughs) kind of also a quirky one like i obviously understand the the logic where you want to increase the amount of runs, um, you know, guys like Anthony Rizzo and and Joey Gallo are are in trouble with this uh, with this lack of uh,
0: uh, shift. Well, well, they'll they'll these stand to benefit the most uh, from from from, yeah. from these from these rule changes. Um, so yeah, so the the pitch clock has been working in the minors, uh, where they've seen games consistently played under two and a half hours, which I think everyone can agree on that that's the ideal time for for a baseball game. I mean, you want it two and a half, not three and a half, four four hours. Um, you know the so you you mentioned the the the, the expanding of the bases. So uh, the the cited uh, less collisions, but also what that will do is that will. Uh, Lessen the distance from first to second, so uh, mm-hmm. so essentially the bases are expanding from 15 inches to 18 inches, which I believe is going to lessen the distance about four and a half inches uh, between first and second, which is going to allow for more stolen bases. Um, uh, and then in addition, with the limited number of pickoff throws, that also I think is a is a uh, you know reducing the the time of the game, but also hopefully um creating more more stolen bases and so you know the irony with all of this is that uh the guy now that worked for mlb that's been tasked with trying to improve the the quality of the game is theo epstein who when you know he kind of pioneered a lot of this stuff um you know along with billy bean obviously too but the the fact fe- you know they the realized that uh, the people stopped stealing bases because they realized it was, it was too risky, uh, too often they were getting thrown out. And, and so it was, it was, you know, kind of removed from, from, from strategy, but it's exciting, right? People want to see stolen bases. That's exciting. It gets runners in scoring position. So it was just kind of ironic that the guy that kind of pioneered, um, the, the making baseball kind of boring is now the guy in the front in the MLB front office cha- changing these rules. Um, it's funny the one i agree with the most is the limiting number of pickoff throws like have you ever watched a baseball game and be like oh like did you see that pickoff throw like that was that was amazing that was that was that was exciting right i it's so i get it from you know i'm sure pitchers are going to hate it because it's a way for them to kind of reset it's a way for them to keep the base runner honest but it completely slows the game down there's nothing less exciting than you know, the, the offensive team's got momentum and, and the crowds on their feet. And as a way to kind of quiet the crowd down, he just throw it at first. And it's, it's a, it's such a killer. So, uh, I mean, you still get to do it two you know, two times a plate appearance, which is, you know, still not nothing. Um, and then the one I kind of disagree with the most, but I understand it is, is the ban on defensive shifts because you listen, I get it. It's the, want to see more balls in play, right? Uh, baseball has turned into this game of it's either strikeouts or home runs that's it strikeouts or home runs and it's it's exciting to see singles and doubles and you know balls in the outfield um and so I get it but at the same time it's kind of like it's just crazy to me that these you know millionaire athletes just can't can't fix their swing to to hit the ball on the ground and I've always kind of believed that it's like hey if you don't want you know, if you don't like the shift, then hit around the shift. But um, the, this new strategy has been hit over the shift. And so, you, you know, guys like Joey Gallo, they're, you know, they've, they've tried to train themselves not to hit the opposite way, but just try and hit it above everyone. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, and then in terms of, you know, so do you think this will help the popularity of baseball? Because baseball has turned into this thing of it's such a regional sport right people care about their home team they will watch their their local channel to watch their home team but you know sunday night baseball rolls around and it's the cardinals and the phillies does any you know no does anyone outside of st louis or philadelphia really care about that sunday night matchup uh and you know i think mlb's goal is to try and get to where like nba is where people are watching two teams that that are not their home teams on on primetime um you know do do you see this helping and you know obviously it might increase scoring but will this help the popularity of, of baseball
1: marginally i think marginally it can um that's a that's a great point that baseball has turned into a regional um consumer viewing experience like it makes total sense like i think um very few people are sitting down to watch uh, a cardinals brewers game if you're not uh midwesterner so makes makes complete sense i think marginally um you know i would say of those four that's a good which which will increase the most amount of runs yeah i mean honestly i might go i might go pitch clock in terms of making the best improvement but that's really not going to change The scoring of runs so that's tough I I think it will marginally you're never going to catch the NFL obviously no one is ever no sport is ever going to be as popular as the NFL is in my opinion I'm literally all of us collude to our TVs the entire Sunday for 18 weeks in a row I don't think any sport will be able to catch that but you got to do something if you're Manfred and you know this is this is a step in the in that direction but I, I don't know that this saves baseball but it'll help
0: yeah And, you know, obviously, I think you're going to see a lot of players complain, but that's what players are going to do. And I think they'll they'll adjust uh, as and and they'll have to adjust the highest. Um, And then obviously, I think the the one thing not included in this list that uh, I think a lot of the fans would like to see and and maybe we'll see it one day is is the uh, the automated balls and strikes, because um, it's it's just it seems like it's getting I don't know if it's getting worse or just the proliferation of social media has helped uh, expand these clips, but it is bad, some some of these balls and stri- uh, strikes call, and I really don't think it would take away from the excitement or the, the purity of the game to just get these calls right.
1: Completely agree. Completely agree. That is absolutely an omission that hopefully they will solve soon. It's super frustrating to see these, these umpires just completely blow a ball and strike calls. Totally agree.
0: So, uh, yeah, we will, uh, so I think we're both excited about these rules changes, uh, they go into effect next year. Uh, and so, you know, uh, we stay tuned to see, uh, let's see if baseball can start climbing right, you know, back up the ranks and, uh, into people's, uh, uh, living rooms. Uh, so let's move on. Uh, it was a crazy week two. Uh, I just want to go through a couple notes here. Uh, if, if you miss some of these games, there were some wild comebacks, um, so here, here's a crazy stat: Teams had won 2,229 consecutive games when they were up 13 with less than two minutes to go, and the New York Jets of all teams broke that streak uh, against the Cleveland Browns when the Jets were down 13 uh, with less than two minutes to go. They were 60 to one to win the game at sportsbooks, um, but there were other crazy comebacks as well. Teams had won. 711 consecutive games when they were up 21 or more in the fourth quarter. The dolphins broke that streak against the ravens and you could have gotten the dolphins at 25 to 1 odds uh when they were when they were down 21 in the fourth quarter and then last but not least the cardinals rallied from down 20 to 0 against the raiders and the cardinals as well were 25 to 1 odds at sportsbooks uh during the fourth quarter so uh luke i ask you what what kind of stood out to you uh in in week two yeah
1: uh, crazy I mean we, we we've been telling people for seven years to bet Super Bowl futures oh yeah like go bet a 20 to one long shot and wait six months to get paid no just just bet a uh <laughs> a Jets money line uh in the fourth quarter in Cleveland and and see if they can come back so it, absolutely wild super fun to see nothing but but great for the sport um <laughs> Cle- I, I, we do we advertise in Cleveland and I talked to Ken Carmen who's the like the number one guy for the Browns, he does the games. He's on CBS talking about the Browns. He was <laughs> that was probably the most depressed I've heard him in three years of of knowing Ken on on uh, on Monday morning after that that loss. So uh, Cleveland was hurting um, to do it against the Jets too. It's just embarrassing. So I, I realize they don't have Deshaun Watson yet, but it doesn't matter. Like you got to beat that a New York Jets team that's starting Joe Flacco in and your home stadium at, at first energy. So that's that's probably the one that sticks out the most. The Cardinals and Raiders, like I don't know what to do with those two teams. They both stink. Um and to, I mean Tua looks great. Mike McDaniel, like, I love this guy. He's he's a super he went to like I was watching a interview on Sunday morning. He went to like uh, Tua's luau. Tua threw like a fundraiser and McDaniel went to this luau and Tua's like, I've never had a coach do anything like that. <laughs> So Mike McDaniel looks, looks really good. And um, he seems like he's got those guys motivated, but I, I would say the Cleveland losses is, is the worst.
0: Yeah. And you know, if you're a Browns fan, um, you know, the Luke, you, you and I, we went to um, uh, the Browns bears game early in the season last year uh, with uh, Justin Fields f- first start uh, of, of the season. And uh, the absolutely destroyed the bears. Justin Fields had negative one passing yards and you, they just so badly want to brood for a good team right they've they've because they've had so much heartbreak and um you know yes i think they're all aware that you know they've got the backup quarterback in but every win is so critical right now if they can rack up enough wins so that when watson does get back that they are you know in a position to make the playoffs then like that's all they're looking for so every win is super critical and to have a win just ripped out of your hands and just. To have it be the browns when they are just so used to heartbreak and they just want to be so excited so badly i i think that's probably the loss that that stings the most and like you said of of, of the jets of you know it's not like it was mahomes and the chiefs it was it was the jets uh, and joe flacco of, of all teams um and then yeah, the the Cardinals Raiders. It's it's super hard to kind of uh, pin down that that Cardinals team. I mean, uh, I, I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago. I'm I am not buying the Cardinals this year, and I was being proven right uh, for for three quarters. Um, and then it's funny once you let Kyler Murray kind of do like the video game, you know, schoolyard stuff. I mean, he he can make crazy plays. Um, you know, there was that the the two point conversion where they tracked him. He ran around 82 yards he he covered 82 yards one to point. to convert that that two-point conversion so i mean he's just i mean athletically he's 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 you know one of the best players in the league um but it's just you know if you if he's forced to sit back in the pocket and, and analyze defenses I'm, I'm not so sure um but so you know talking about the browns and and that division um you know, it's it, all four teams in that division lost on, on Sunday, right? The Ravens lost the Dolphins, the Steelers lost to the Patriots, uh, the Browns lost to the Jets, and then the Bengals, uh, who were favored, the loss to the Cowboys against the backup QB, uh, Cooper Rush. And so um, if you were listening a couple weeks ago, we, we talked about uh, this crazy parlay that uh, only had the the Braves to win the NL East and the and the Bengals to win the AFC North, and so Luke, you've been discussing with, with that seller. Where does this last loss by the Bengals to drop them to 0 and two leave leave this seller in that parlay?
1: Yeah, I, super interesting dialogue with a guy that could have sold his hundred dollar parlay pre NFL season for seventeen thousand. It's now worth around nine thousand dollars. You know, from the eyeball test. I mean we you know our job is find buyers for these bets right so it's our job to say hey who would like to buy a Bengals divisional parlay with a Braves you know outcome it's, it's Braves Bengals parlay like who would like to buy this and you know preseason his logic was, oh the Bengals are clearly the front runner the the reigning AFC champs we got nothing to worry about like it from an eyeball test put the math aside and put the the Bengals current odds aside, it's going to be really difficult for us to go find a buyer and say, Hey, you want to, you want to bet on this team to win the division. So, um, you know, as opposed to uh, public teams, reasons teams get betting handle, you're really popular or you're really good, right? You're either a huge market team like the Dallas Cowboys, the New York Yankees, the Chicago Cubs. Those are always going to get action. No matter what, they just have a huge fan base or you're a really good team. Those are the two reasons people bet, but the Bengals are not checking either box right now. So, um, you know, uh they're they're still around 3 to 1 to win the division. It obviously helps that the Ravens lose a heartbreaker to Miami and um they are one and one, but the Bengals look terrible and um if they, you know, they, they lost to the Central Michigan Chippewa-led Cowboys. Cooper Rush is a is a Central Michigan guy. So, really really bad loss and you know, nobody had had any faith in the Cowboys. And now all of a sudden you beat the Bengals. But, you know, the question is, are the Bengals really bad this year or do the Cowboys uh, maybe not fall off as much as we all thought with Dak going down?
0: Yeah, so you mentioned that the seller is, is, you know, he's kind of assuming the Bengals, you know, are going to win and and is, you know, focused on the Braves. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm kind of of the the opinion, like, you know, you got to focus on the first thing first. I, I do think there is still room for the Bengals to turn around, as we just discussed, all the other three teams that division lost, so they didn't really lose any ground. But it's the Braves right now that I would be super concerned about. And even though, you know, if you look at the the standings, they're only one game back, there's a reason why they're still plus 170 to win the NL East. And that's because the Mets, uh, they just got Scherzer back, and their remaining schedule is super easy. Uh, they, got game, they got games against the, the A's, who stink. They got games against the Marlins, who stink. Uh, and they finish out the season against the Nationals, who, who also stink. Now there is a, uh, a critical series between the, the Mets and Braves um, right before the end of the season, uh, and so you know if you're him, you're you're hoping that it can be the division can be won um, with that series. But if for some reason the the Mets you know start making work of, of these other teams, and by the time you get to that series, it's it's a it's not even you know possible. Then um, you know you've 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 left thousands of dollars on the table. So um, I know that you've been discussing with the seller and, you know, he's wanting uh, either exact market value or, or in most cases, above, above market value. Uh, And um, it's probably one of those things where he's just really, he's emotionally tied to to the ticket and he's, he is never, and to his credit, when the Mets were up like five and a half, six games uh, earlier in the season, he never gave up faith and the Braves were able to to make a run, so there was a period of time there where he was looking right, and he was saying, "Hey, look, I'm glad I didn't sell it for you know five six thousand uh, when they were when they were six games back." Uh, but at a certain point, you gotta you gotta cash out, or you know you know you gotta kind of you know um, take the money while, while you have it. And so um, again, it, 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 we see all the time it's tough for uh, for customers to sell their bets when things are looking good um, but you know at some point you, you got to know when, when when to get off get off the ride um, you had mentioned uh, the 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 Cowboys upsetting the the the, uh, the Bengals um, it is kind of crazy how in one week the Cowboys odds have shifted in the NFC East right what that goes down and pretty much everyone wrote them off and then you have one win against uh, the defending AFC champs and now now they're kind of right back in the mix right Yeah. Yeah. I
1: would encourage everyone to go look at the divisional odds to win each NFL division. It tells such a cool story. Like there's these races are just super intriguing. But yeah, to your point, the NFC East odds, the the Dallas Cowboys were twenty to one the morning after Dak went down. So, you know, last Monday morning. Yeah, twenty to one just to win the division, yes. And, you know, everyone's just like, wow, like this team's season is over. And all of a sudden, a week later, Cooper Rush comes in and beats Cincinnati, who might not even be a good team, good football team this year. Their odds are four to one. Like, talk about that right there is a five to one winner if you saw it on PropSwap. So if you got them at 20 to one last Monday morning, the odds are now four to one. You can flip that for five x what you paid for it. Twenty divided by four is five. Last time I checked, um, so you can make a five x winner just by betting these NFL divisional futures. So, um, you know, I thought we would take a quick second to just talk about that NFC East. You know, uh, Philly looked amazing on on Monday night. I am in Philadelphia right now, and I'm at I went to the local Wawa uh, once I landed. Uh, last night just to get some like chicken tenders, get something in my stomach, <laughs> and this one, this one group of guys, they were in Eagles jerseys, walked into Wawa, bought like forty giant soft pretzels, <laughs> and we clearly were going to feed like a tailgate of people that were at the game, and you know, I was talking to one of the employees, like they're like, look, like this division's ours. Um, And I understand like the commanders, like, are they, are they for real? I I think, I think they will be a contender, but I don't think they're better than Philly. Philly looks amazing. And like we discussed a couple of weeks ago, their offensive line is just incredible. Um, That's, that's crazy.
0: Uh, And uh, Joe Buck uh, on that touchdown run gave a shout out to his uh, 600 pound uh, bench uh, or sorry, uh, uh, 600 pound uh, uh, squat. squat. And uh, I I, I thought, I thought of your friend there, Uh, you know, unfortunately he he didn't get a shout out, but uh, you know, Joe Buck recognizing uh the, the, the quads on 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 Jalen Hurts.
1: Yeah. It, that is the the way that you get to reach out and as a quarterback, get a, a quarterback rush, spin move, and like run over a defender into the end zone, like that's a squat rack. So yeah. <laughs> um yeah, he looked real good. Well,
0: um, so yeah, uh, you're right. Uh, the other three teams could be playing for second place and just playing for for a wild card spot, but uh, it definitely looks like it's it's the uh, Eagles' uh, div- division to to lose right now. Um, so uh, now, uh, once again, it is time for this week's edition of Stake or Swap. First up, we will be discussing the Tennessee Titans, Uh, the the loss last night uh, against the the Buffalo Bills. And uh, it wasn't even that close. Um, Right now, the Titans are 80 to one to win the Super Bowl. Uh, They are the defending AFC number one seed. Uh, So, Luke, are you staking or swapping the Titans at 80 to one?
1: I, and I said this during the game, I said, if Tennessee loses this game, I want to stake the Titans, and here's why. The Indianapolis Colts might be, at this moment in time, the worst team in the NFL. They look so bad. Matt Ryan looks lost. They can't run the football of Jonathan Taylor. Michael Pittman is injured. They have now tied the Houston Texans, which were, according to Vegas, the worst team in the league this year, and they got blanked. By the Jacksonville Jaguars, who were supposed to be like the third worst team in the NFL this year, they look horrendous. So by um, by attrition, I believe the Titans can still win that division. It looked amazing last year. Won the, they won the um, they had the best record in the AFC last year, right? Yeah, that's what I said. They, they were the
0: number one seed in the
1: AFC. Yeah, and you know. I, not much has changed. They they lost AJ Brown. AJ Brown is definitely a big loss. He looks he is a monster in Philadelphia. He's so much larger than all these other defensive backs. So huge receiver. But um, Trey Burks looks good. Um, they got Robert Woods. So I still would be a buyer as always with this segment. I am not saying that I'm staking the Titans and they're going to win the Super Bowl, but I'm staking the Titans, saying that eighty to one is value. They can get down to 15 to 1, 20 to 1 once they're in Super Bowl position, you know, playoff uh, uh, potential. And uh, like I said, it's because the Colts are just so horrendous, I will, I will stake the Titans.
0: Yeah, so, you know, basically you're just saying that, you know, don't overreact to the 0-2 record. Uh, and uh, there's, there's, you know, room for them to, to improve. Uh, and so, therefore, value at 80 to 1. Uh, I, however, am going to swap the Titans. Um, the Titans stink um they are they are 28th in points scored right now uh and they are 30th in in points allowed now i realize small sample size but uh the if you can't if you can't score points and you're giving up points, you know it's, it's one thing to lose, you know, thirty-five to thirty-one, you know, at least you know, and yeah, you gave up too many points, but you know, at least you you know, you put the points on the board. But uh no, they are twenty-eighth in points scored in the league and thirtieth in points allowed. Uh you mentioned AJ Brown, they miss him dearly. Um, you know, I think there's a little too much uh, you know, um, Wear and tear on Derrick Henry. You know he's not the workhorse he was two to three years ago, and you know they just have not been able to fill the gap left left by AJ Brown in that in that offense. Um, I think Ryan Tannehill, while he is an above average quarterback, I think he probably outplayed his his actual level of ability uh, the past couple of years, and I think maybe people think of him as 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 better than than he actually is, and it was really just kind of, you know, A.J. Brown and maybe a new offense uh, that was that was that was tricking um, teams and and people think that they're better better than they are. Uh, and then, you know, last but not least, you know, we, we just mentioned how they were the number one seed in the AFC last year. Right. And so schedules are based on how good you were the previous year. And so they're playing a first place schedule this year. And so while the AFC South may be one of the worst divisions in, in football, here are a couple of their road non-divisional games they play at kansas city at green bay at philadelphia and at the chargers now i realize the chargers don't really have a a huge home field advantage but i mean those are four extremely tough road games uh outside of the division and that's just because of that of that first place schedule they play so um i am i am swapping uh the the titans um but staying in that same division there's another team that, that catches my eye and I am staking the Jaguars right now. You could find the Jaguars, uh, at three to one to make the playoffs, which in my opinion is cover, you know, and that's a, that's a, that's a great bet because not only does that cover for them to win the division, but if the sneak in as a wild card team, that, that also covers that. So, uh, ironically, you can find basically the same odds for them to make, to win the division as to make the playoffs. So, uh, if, you know, uh, if I were you, I would be finding that 3-1 to one to make the playoffs. And then if you want to get super frisky, um, the Jags are 100-1 to one to win the Super Bowl and 55-1 to one to win the AFC. Um, yeah, I think that the Jags are, are, are good. Um, they are, you know, I think people think of them as, as the worst team in the league because of uh, that performance last year. But, um, you know, new, new head coach, Doug Peterson, uh, and Trevor Lawrence is looking like that first pick. Um, I think people kind of wrote off Trevor Lawrence after last season but I think with a with a good coach uh, in there and um and a good offensive line he's 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 better than than people may may have kind of written him off to be. Um right now Lawrence is 5th in the league in QBR and like I said the, he's been held upright so far this season. Uh he they have a 2.7 QB sack percentage, right? So uh, only 2.7% of the time uh, is he getting sacked on on dropbacks. And that's third best in the league right now uh, out of two games. Uh, And then obviously, um, you know, the the defense is is good. The held Jonathan Taylor, who um, was pretty much the number one pick, you know, consensus number one pick in fantasy, you know, best running back in the league. The hell Taylor to 54 rushing yards on Sunday. And then obviously, as you mentioned, the, the, the shut him out, zero points. Um, so again, small sample size. But I think this Jaguars team is better than they're getting credit for. Uh, and so I am staking the Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: Yeah, I... Um... all very fair statistics. Um, I will also stake the Jaguars, but the sole reason is because Doug Peterson is a massive ice cream (laughs) aficionado. If you haven't seen the video of Trevor Lawrence welcoming Doug Peterson to Jacksonville, someone uh, compiled all of these clips of Doug Peterson saying, let's go get some ice cream. (laughs) Watch this video and then I'll treat you to some ice cream right, let's check out this video and then again treat you to some ice cream man we'll play this video and then i'll treat you to some ice cream we got a little ice cream coming up before it all melts. i know we got some ice cream that's melting so we got to get out of here wish you guys the best of luck treat you to some uh, vanilla ice cream here in a second <laughs> and after every, there's like 50 clips of like doug Peterson saying saying let's go get some ice cream to his team and trevor lawrence tweeted that at Coach Peterson when uh when Dyke Peterson was announced he was going to Jacksonville. So solely by that reason, him and I are obsessed with ice cream. I will stake the Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: Okay. All right. So so you like the Titans and, and, and the Jaguars. Um so yeah, the you know, I like I said AFC South, it's not gonna be pretty, but uh, I'm I think uh the Jaguars have as have good an opportunity to to win that division as as any of those four uh, any of those four teams. So um, that will do it uh, for, for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure to tune in next week where we will have our first guest of the season. Uh, you know him. he's uh, He's been on your TVs on ESPN. It will be Doug Kazarian, our, our good friend from Las Vegas, Doug Kazarian, will be checking in. So make sure to uh, tune in for that next week and make sure to subscribe so, so you'd never miss an episode. Subscribe, leave a rating, and we will talk to you next week.